Hello and welcome back to From 350 to A0 podcast, where we slow down a little. Hello guys and welcome back to another episode with me. And today, today is basically, what is it, Tuesday. I'm still sick, but I'm kind of feeling better, I guess. But oh my god, everything, literally everything happened in the Australian Grand Prix this weekend. Like, three red flags, three restarts, penalties left and right, uh, people crashing left and right. Like, oh my god, oh my god, that was crazy, honestly. And there's still stuff on social media of how people are still mad of what happened in the Australian Grand Prix. So... Let's just get straight to it and let's talk about it. Alright, so first of all, practice sessions. I wasn't, once again, able to actually watch the practice sessions. Not like I wasn't able, but more like I didn't wake up in time to actually watch them because it was like 5 or 6 a.m. in Lithuania, I think. And it's also a Friday and I have uni like at 11, so no way I'm waking up. <laughs> at five or six and watching practice yeah only this time anyways but as soon as i woke up went onto twitter on other social media platforms oh my lord like what the hell happened in practice in the first practice session what there was red flags twice then yuki tsunoda spinned, uh, spun off and almost uh, like crashed into the wall in FP2, I th- saw that, oh, Fernando Alonso was, uh, like, uh, he topped the practice, the second practice session, because it uh, was wet, it was raining, which was, like, more interesting, because the race was actually not in the wet, we didn't have a wet race in Australia this time, but... The practice sessions were in the wet, so the times and the tires are all different. So that was really interesting, honestly, and it was real fun that we've actually had some sort of like exciting excitement because the practice sessions was in the wet. And then practice three, um, Paris, I think, spun like five times. Not spun, but he went into the gravel at the same place for I don't know how many times and almost crashed into the wall i don't know what 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 was that about but he was complaining of how like yeah the team needs to fix the problem because it's the same problem once again so i i really don't know what kind of the problem like what kind of problem there was but (laughs) i saw some memes of how like yeah yas verstappen probably did something to uh checo's car to what actually let him finish the race and win another race. So that was really funny, but yeah, I actually don't know what kind of problems Checo had with his car in that same spot. But yeah, uh in practice three, what else did we have? Um Oh yeah, Lando Norris also had some struggles with his clutch and that's why he missed out on some running time in the practice session. And also yeah what else oh uh max verstappen and fernando were like switching from time to time of who was first because alonso alonso pulled some pace he really did but 
also maybe max slow down a little i don't know but yeah they were switching uh all right so now now what quali i guess let's move on to quali okay so moving on to quali max once again topped qualifying like he was first he was starting from pole then eliminated oh my god eliminated in q1 it was piastri joe sergeant bottas and paris so paris was the last one um and basically paris once again had the issue with his car the same issue that he had in the practice sessions and he went off i think he nearly crashed but yeah it, it was over like it was over um then eliminated in q2 was Ocon, Sunada, norris magnuson and the reese so magnuson like didn't have the pace for some reason while hulk there was something in that has like there it, it was really something like hulk had some serious pace and he was really quick and he also finished in the points i think yeah i think he did i need to pull my notes up because if i'm talking like this i i I literally can't talk nonsense and not feel like I'm talking nonsense. Anyways, wait. Uh, results, alright. So, yeah, Hulk, Hulk was P10. He started P10, so he pulled some pace. I mean, he was higher, but then as, like, the qualifying session ends, like, he dropped down by a bit, but he was higher. I think he was P6. He finished in the race... Where did he finish, actually? Anyways, that's not the point. Now we're talking about qualifying. Mercedes. Fucking Mercedes. Like, Russell came in P2 and Hamilton P3. Like, the way that they're they're talking, like, oh my god, we're so sorry for our fans that we have such a shitty car. No, you don't, bro. What do you mean? I mean, yes, it depends on the track of how well the car is working, of how well the setup is set up, basically. Because Hamilton was, like, complaining of uh, how George chose the right setup and that he didn't. And now, I guess, they chose, they both chose the right setup. And now, somehow, from somewhere, they have some pace to actually start the race from P2 and P3. Alonso started from P4. So, like, you have the pace. Why are you crying on social media? That's what I hate. I honestly hate the way that they're acting on social media right now. Like, stop being so cringy. I'm sorry, but, like, stop being so cringy. I, I hate the way that it's made to look, like, so dramatic. Like, just suck it up. Suck it up. I know that you're not performing you're not doing well but that's okay that's okay you don't need to whine about it like everyone makes mistakes everyone can make mistakes because yeah they they had those years when they were like at the top of their game they were really good and they were like dominating the whole sport for i don't know how many years like a lot i know how many but like a lot still it's okay to make mistakes. You don't need to be as dramatic as you are right now on social media of how, like, 
Toto is talking. Oh, this is my worst day ever. Okay. Oh, we're going to put this car as a reminder for all of us to see to not make such a bad car again. Okay. 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 Okay, Toto. Okay, but like, come on. There's still a car. You still have a car. Just, just let's work with the car you have. And let's stop complaining. I mean, yeah, they're probably, not even probably, they said that they're going to ditch the Zero Sidebots concept. And yes, finally, because Lewis is complaining. And I hate when they're whining and complaining. George, Lewis, and Toto, like, oh my god, just shut up. Just, I don't, I don't hate Mercedes. I really don't. I like the drivers too. I love the drivers. But sometimes when they whine about stuff, that's, it's not necessary. Anyways, Mercedes pulled some pace, some really good pace in qualifying. It, and it was, like, really interesting to see how Russell was going to start from P2. And I was really hoping that he he wouldn't take Verstappen out because, oh my god. Russell just, Russell sometimes loves to do that stuff. And I love him for that. But also, I hate him for that. So I was really excited also to see it. Alright, anyways, I already forgot what I was talking about. I think I was talking about Russell. Yeah, great, great job for Mercedes. Let's move on. Albon. Alexander Albon got his Williams car into P8, into Q Q3. Like, how amazing was that? How fucking amazing was that? And he came in P8. Uh, somehow he pulled off he managed to pull off a an amazing quality lap oh my god i'm so sorry i sound so disgusting right now <laughs> my nose is running my nose is literally running i'm still so sick but i really wanted to record this episode anyways so albon uh somehow pulled off an amazing qualifying lap uh even jensen button has said this while doing like while doing the whole commentary of qualifying Albon's middle sector like it was the best of everyone it was purple so wow I don't know how he managed to pull that off and what Williams are doing but they're doing something right and I love it I'm so here for it. I want to see Williams, like, actually performing. So, thank you so much, Albin, for actually giving this small, little, teeny, tiny bit of hope. An ounce of hope that Williams can be great again. And I'm so here for it. Anyways, Ferraris. Ferraris, while Williams are performing, Ferraris are not. Because... What the hell? What the hell is happening with the Ferrari boys and with the whole team? I mean, their results, not that bad, not that horrible. Sainz qualified P5 and Leclerc qualified P7 with Stroll separating them, them and Alonso being higher than Sainz. Um, since when is the Aston Martins better than Ferraris? Like, 
I don't know, it's like the whole the whole stereotype of Ferrari being the best team is like getting getting inside my head. Like honestly, it's so deep, it's so it's it's literally rooted inside my head that yes, Ferrari is still the greatest team. It's honestly it's Seb's fault. He told us that and I still believe him, which is clearly not true and Ferrari's empire is like clearly crumbling clearly um what happened in the race we're gonna get into that but like qualifying not that horrible but definitely as a team as ferrari could have done better really because like come on even mercedes with their shitty car like the worst car that they have managed to pull a p2 and p3 and Ferrari couldn't. So what the hell is that all about? Because Sainz P5, Leclerc P7, and Ferrari need to get their shit together as fast as possible. Because Leclerc, I know he's going insane, bro. I know, I know, I know that he's going insane. Like, you can tell, we can all tell. We can all tell from the way he acts. Like, within the team members, when interviewed, and so on. You can tell that the man is hurting. You can tell. We can all see. So, they need to fix something within the team, within their whole car. I mean, yeah, it's not as as easy as it is for me to say that, of course. But still, they're doing something wrong, and it's hard seeing both of the drivers hurting within the team and not performing, and not getting the results that they want to see. Anyways, let's move on. Gasly. Gasly qualified P9, um, with Hulk separating the both Alpine drivers, so Hulk was P10. Alcon was P11, Tsunoda was P12, Mars and Piastri. Those two, honestly, the McLarens, like, even worse than Ferraris, both of the Ferraris. I don't know, honestly, what's happening with, like, within the team with McLaren. I really don't know, because it's devastating to see... Like, Norris, I don't know what, it's his fifth year with McLaren? Or something like that? Maybe sixth? Fifth or sixth, I can't remember. But, like, imagine being that long within, like, with a team and not actually winning a race. Because the team can't, like, (laughs) can't give you a car that you can win with. So that's devastating honestly that's that's heartbreaking to see Norris so long with a theme and not actually winning and Piastri at his own race couldn't even qualify higher because the car is like not not performing (laughs) it doesn't have the pace and like I love how Red Bull I love how Red Bull are like throwing shade at like McLaren that they have such a shitty car that Daniel, when he came back to Red Bull, like, he, he, like, 
because of driving such a bad car, he somehow like acquired these habits of not actually pushing the car to the limit because you have to somehow adapt to the bad car to actually like manage it and to be able to drive it. And Red Bull, like, I love how they've actually said it. Like, they worded it really, really beautifully and really, like, pretty. But when you actually, when you read it and you actually understand what they're saying, is that they're basically saying, yeah, you have a shitty car, McLaren. And you got Daniel to drive that shitty car. So that's why he adapted to the car and became a shitty driver. And then you kicked him out. So, like, this is literally what's happening now with Norris and Piastri. Like, Norris, yeah, he's already, like, he's at home. He knows how to drive the car, so that's why he can manage and, like, push the car a little bit more and put it on the limit, while Piastri, he's new. This is a new team. And it's almost going to be the same as with Norris they're going to be like these two drivers that only know how to drive a McLaren and unless McLaren like and unless McLaren actually make a better car those two will never know what it means to drive a race winning car I'm sorry but it's just it's just the way it is. It honestly it is <laughs> it's honestly it is like this because if you only drive one car for the rest of the for the rest of your life or like for the majority of the time you will only know how to drive that one car and that car only. <sighs> so yeah, Red Bull in this case they're right. And I'm sorry to say this, if there's any McLaren fans listening, I'm still hurt and I might be biased because of what happened to Daniel and how they treated Daniel. But Red Bull are right. They are. They really are. If you have a shitty car, the driver is not going to push it to the limit and you're not going to be seeing results that you want unless you give the driver a better car which they clearly don't have at this moment for this season i mean upgrades we'll see what happens after upgrades but for now definitely not all right and to finish up this whole quality results uh yeah so devries p15 nothing Nothing extraordinary, I guess. Piastri P16, Joe P17, Sergeant P18, Bottas P19, and Perez P20. Because, yeah, he didn't get to finish, DNF'd, and that's it. A Red Bull sandwich of a qualifying. Alright, so I had a small break. A small break to, like, um actually be able to continue this episode and to sound normally and not like an old woman who smoked cigarettes for the rest of her life but yeah so let's get into the whole racing part of like like the main show of this entire weekend the whole race 
we all saw what happened we've had three red flags three restarts we finished the race under a safety car which i'm still mad i'm really mad about that and like we'll get into that uh we had eight cars dnfing like not actually finishing the race because it was horrible because of the restarts and honestly the major part that i really wanted to talk about because i was listening while i was resting to the uh f1 checkered flags podcast which is like the official podcast of formula one and they mentioned at some like it's the newest episode and they mentioned how like formula one is also a sport but there's also a part within the sport where like it's trying to be more entertaining for the fans so the decisions like restarts and red flags might have like the idea of being more entertaining for the fans so that's why the FIA could make such decisions to make the sport more entertaining and honestly honestly this the thought of this makes me so mad like actually so mad because <laughs> it's like it's like people when people were joking at some point that um uh DTS is going to have a huge influence within the sport because the sport will try to make such decisions to be interesting so that the whole crew of Drive to Survive can film it and like have this sort of drama to show when the season actually comes out and like the Australia's like the Australian Grand Prix is going to be perfect perfect for dts perfect to like make it dramatic make it like stupidly dramatic for new fans or like i don't know people who don't know about formula one to watch because it's going to be dramatic and entertaining and interesting to watch and yeah that really infuriates me like it really does it really does Anyways, I really wanted to get that out out of the way because while I was listening, like it made me so mad. Like honestly, it made me so mad. But yeah, um, let's let's just talk about the whole race, like what happened, uh, within the race. So first of all, first corner, literally Leclerc goes out. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, the Vries. I think yeah, it was the Vries. He also no. No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that wasn't that, that wasn't that part, but yeah, Leclerc uh, got out uh, in the first corner, basically, so that's why we had a red flag, um, then the the car was picked up, it was put, put back in its place, basically, yeah, Leclerc's out of the race, we had the restart, after the restart, another another major like moment with collisions and stuff so that's where the Vries was hit by somebody i don't remember who but like the whole the whole car bounced up and the Vries had some little teeny tiny uh time of air time basically and then just got out just got out he drove and yeah everything's fine then 
what else happened oh then we had some laps in we put some laps in the drivers put some laps in and then we've had album i think it was this time that album got out i think it was this time because i my memory is so short term that i literally sometimes can't remember what happened happened because also the race was so long we've had like almost three hours i think it really was with all the red flags and everything i think it was three hours or something like that like nearly three hours so i literally forget everything that happened anyways okay so at some point of the race album like spun he with his i think front yeah front right wheel he uh got on the curb uh which was really slippery, so he spun and he got into the gravel and uh, basically another red flag. The stewards came out, took the car, another restart, so another restart, another shitty situation, uh, a lot more collisions and stuff and stuff and stuff. I might have actually worded it wrongly there because... um. When Alex spun off, we had a safety car, so that's when Russell and I think Carlos came into the pits, had their tires changed, and Russell, uh, at that time, he thought that, yeah, it's a good strategy, because it's a safety car, basically a free... uh, free entrance to the pits, like, they, they wouldn't lose so much time, and so on, basically, yeah. Um, but then, when... They came out, Carlos and Russell. Basically, the race was red flagged uh, because the stewards needed to actually, like, they needed some more time to actually pick up the whole debris from the track because, like, Albon, he spun off and there was also gravel on the track and, like, so much stuff and they needed to clean that, basically. So that's why the race was red flagged. And then, then after that, Russell was, like, complaining. Because, I mean, basically they came into the pits when the safety car was out for nothing and lost, like, some places. So, yeah, but, I mean, he sounded mature about all of it because still, like, at that time they didn't know that the red flag is going to be shown, basically. So, at that time they thought that, yeah, it's a good strategy call, but... It wasn't so, yeah. Russell, Russell, Russell lost some places. Oh, after the red flag, everyone was out. There was another restart. Everyone, like everything, was fine. But then Russell, like suddenly, his car like is on fire. He's driving like everything within the car sounded nice, and it was like it sounded normally. But then. From his exhaust system, we saw some flames, and then he had to stop on the track, and then another safety car, but it was virtual this time. So, basically, Russell is out now, and then we're uh, we're continuing the race after the virtual safety car. Then we've had Magnuson to actually scrape the side of his car uh, onto a wall. I think it was his right side of the wall, and, like, the whole tire flew off, and there was a lot of debris once again on the track, so it was red flagged once again. All right, so 
After the red flag, the race is once again restarted and first turn more more drama more drama basically the two alpines are out Ocon and fear they both had a collision and they both spun out they hit each other and they're out both out the breeze is out sergeant is also out stroll and alonso lost their places alonso from from p3 yeah p3 uh went back down the grid to p11 stroll also spun it was it was like what the hell like what the hell happened honestly what the hell happened like it was i don't know these restarts and everything it was so unnecessary in my point of view from my point of view like i don't know as i mentioned before it felt like it was definitely for entertainment purposes but all right i'll let that slide so alonso was hit by signs uh, and that's why he spun and basically fell down to P11 and signs got away. But, but, uh, the stewards started a restart procedure, basically, basically the whole investigation of the restart. And, uh, what, what, what did we have? I think we've had another red flag or something. I don't know, it was stopped. Yeah, it was stopped and basically everyone was called back into the pits and then uh, there was the whole investigation and then Crofty said that they decided to actually like uh, call everyone back to their grid places like before this whole drama thing and basically since... um. Since Alonso dropped down to P11, he was to restart at P3, where he was actually before, like, the whole uh, incident part, like, this whole dramatic, I don't know, restart, I don't know, whatever you want to call that. So basically, the stewards said, get back into your order that you were before this whole crash, and these crashes, not... Anyways, you get the point. You get the point. And Carlos for uh, causing a collision, like for basically <laughs> spinning Alonso out, got a five-second penalty and he was so mad for it. And this whole like situation with Carlos having that five-second penalty, it, in my opinion, in my opinion, like my opinion, it's can be justified if the five seconds penalty was given at i don't know the middle of the race at the start of the race but since it was like literally the last lap of the race what why why just let alonso finish p3 let signs be p4 and that's it let i don't know let him have a grid drop penalty for next upcoming race or something like that because now him being p4 and receiving those five seconds those extra five seconds under a safety car because the race and ended ended under a safety car is so like it's not logical like literally it's it's unbelievable of how how stupid that was because of course those five seconds yeah he's going to be last he ended up being p12 because eight cars didn't finish Imagine if those, I don't know, if there were more people finishing, he could have, 
I don't know, he could have probably ended up being last. And still, he's not even in the points. So it's really stupid. It's really stupid from my point of view. But I guess what happened, that happened. And yeah, um, I, th- uh, I think Nico, I think Nico and Haas also protested this whole thing. Not like the whole Carlos thing, but the whole uh, thing of uh, putting the drivers back into their starting positions after like after the restart because Nico if they left the positions after the whole incident after the restart Nico could have could have ended up being in the points so I think Nico and has actually like protested against this but I haven't seen any news of how that actually ended so we'll see how that ends but I definitely doubt that they'll give points to Nico because what happened happened so yeah then after this whole fiesta or whatever you want to call it um the race actually ended under the safety car so no overtaking no nothing max one we've had p2 who did we have in p2 was it wait it was hamilton oh my god yeah hamilton finished second Hamilton uh, finished second, then we had Alonso once again in P3, and yeah, um, it's an amazing result for, for uh, Hamilton, because I can't even remember when the man had an actual podium, when was it, oh my lord, oh no. I will try not to actually remember that because um I have a really short term memory and I don't want to lie and be wrong. But yeah, P2 for Hamilton, P3 for Alonso, Stroll came in 4th, so also an amazing performance from Stroll. Paris came in 5th, which like 15 places. The man was cutting through the grid like it was a piece of cake. Like, he started P20 and came in P5. Like, how amazing is that? And uh, he was also voted um, the driver of the day, which, like, well-deserved. Like, come on. Like, the Red Bull drivers, the Red Bull car, like, they're amazing. They, They truly are. Anyways, Norris came in actually being P6, which is also good. As much as I felt the need to actually hate on McLaren and, like, eclipse before on this episode, they somehow pulled through. Because Hulkenberg is... Uh, he ended up uh, splitting the whole the two McLarens because Norris came in P6, P7 was Hulk, and then Piastri, P8. So first points for Piastri in his home race, which is amazing. Also, what else? Joe came in ninth. Tsunoda 10th, uh, Bottas came in 11th, which is kind of sad, because, yeah, I don't know what was up with Bottas, this, 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 this race, because he was, like, non-existent, the pace was non-existent with him, I don't know, and then, uh, Sainz ended up being 12th, so, yeah, Really devastating for both of the Ferrari drivers because Leclerc was taken out. Uh, Sainz didn't even get to finish 
in the points because of the stupid five seconds penalty. Which, I mean, as I said before, it was deserved because he still caused a collision. It was just the timing of it. It was really stupid and the FA could have been more lenient because, I don't know, honestly, it's really stupid. In my opinion, it really is. It really is. And I saw a lot of people like talking about it that, yeah, it is stupid because basically he got a penalty for over nothing over a non-existent lap that was still, like, it was not there because after the stupid restart of the whole collision thing where a lot of drivers were taken out, the drivers still started in their positions as they were before. So, yeah. In my opinion, it's, it, it still really is stupid and I don't really want to talk about it. Alright, so... I think that's basically it for the actual race. But I also opened up Twitter. Like, literally, like, right now. As soon as I finished recording that part of the episode about the race, I open up Twitter, and the first thing I see is that, quote-unquote, Felipe Massa has revealed that he plans to evaluate whether there are any legal routes that could help him challenge the outcome of the 2008 F1 World Championship that he lost to Lewis Hamilton. End of quote. Oh my lord, are we digging that deep? Are we <laughs> are we digging that far back? Like, 2008, it was a long time ago, a really long time ago, and yeah, that that's the first championship that Lewis won. It's also the same year that I think Crashgate happened, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So that's why people, not people, Massa is basically mentioning, he's referring to Crashgates because when it actually happened in Singapore, in Singapore, it was not really good for him. So that's why the championship was decided that way, that Lewis can win and Massa... Like, came in, I think he came in P2 or something. But I don't know what's decided. That's decided if Massa wants to somehow try to take some sort of legal action, he can, but I don't think he should. Is it that bad? Is Does Massa actually want a championship that bad that he, that he is considering to go, like, and take legal action? And... Is trying to get the championship like this way and not actually like racing. I don't know, honestly, it's a weird thought. Also, um, Lando Norris was, I saw Lando Norris complaining about the Pirelli tires that they were like really bad. And that's why like most of the incidents caused in the Australian Grand Prix was due to the tires having no grip. And I also saw like uh this thing that formula 1 might actually be considering bringing a second tire manufacturer like we had in the whole old days when there was Michelin Michelin yeah i think that's how it's pronounced and Pirelli so this could be really interesting because i saw some rumors floating around like this like that this could actually happen 
And now that Norris is really complaining, and now that the FIA uh, are wanting to actually ban tire blankets, blankets and stuff like that, like this whole idea of another tire manufacturer coming into the sport would look possible. Like it would really... Because like if you look at it this way, Pirelli... If the Pirelli tires need tire blankets to make them actually grippy, what if some other manufacturer comes in and then just magically makes a tire that doesn't need tire blankets and it's easy to warm up and actually have grip in the tires as soon as the drivers go onto the track? Which is like, I'm pushing it here, clearly. I'm pushing it here. It's not it's not the way how rubber tires work because clearly, I mean clearly, we saw what happened with Michelin because that's why they were banned because um they were they were good but they caused a lot of accidents because they were blowing up quite frequently and they were not long lasting. Let's call them that. But like this the way that the FIA is shaping up the sport, this could actually open up opportunities for new tire manufacturers. And if more drivers actually spoke up about this, we could we could honestly see a new tire manufacturer in the sport, like joining the sport, which which would be really interesting, honestly. The same as like another team like Andretti joining the sport or Audi, like joining Sauber, not joining, but basically buying off Sauber and joining as a new team, Sauber Audi, or Audi, just, I don't know, but yeah, that would be really interesting, so I'm kind of excited to see where the sport goes, but not in the way of the, like, media side of the sport, because if the sport goes into the side where it becomes only entertainment, I will go crazy. I will honestly go crazy because, <laughs> like, this whole talk about Red Bull holding back, like, actually holding back so they, so, like, the FIA don't think of some sort of ways to actually slow them down and be not as competitive, like, to release some rules that are not favoring Red Bull. That's why there's rumors of Red Bull holding back. And I hate this. I honestly hate it. I hate the thought of this, that we've come this way, that there's rumors about a team that's holding back for not actually to be put put down. And I don't know, I don't know how to actually explain it like properly. So yeah, I honestly, I honestly just hate the way that the sport is going like, the direction in which the sport is going now, and if the FIA continue to be the stupid and not, like, making sense and being logical with their decisions, I don't know then. I really don't know. I honestly don't know. I... Yeah. And because I mentioned, like, this whole part of the sport becoming or trying to become more entertaining for the fans or new fans, I saw that they want to, like, get rid of practices 
So basically they just don't want to have as much practice sessions as they have now because they're comparing the sport to like um F2 or F3. Um and that part yes and also I've saw some things of how like they want to try and like join the sports of MotoGP and Formula 1 which is like clearly for entertainment purposes and like I get the idea of like yeah not all of the fans are like hard hardcore fans and not all of us are watching practice sessions yes I do get that but there are some circuits that only get by because of practice sessions and the races and it would be really hard for the actual circuits if we remove the practice sessions that are happening there at the circuits because there's still people who are coming to the practice sessions they're paying money to be there because i mean yes the prices are cheaper they are but it's still money the circuits are still getting money and that's what they're going off of so if we remove this money it's going to be harder to keep the circuits within play and within like the whole formula one schedule so i mean i do get the idea of like not all of us are watching practice sessions and it's not necessary, but also there are some of us who love practice sessions. I mean, I do love them, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes like this time in Australia, I I was too lazy to actually get up. But I was honestly like, I I, I wish I wasn't as lazy and I could have actually get up to watch it because I woke up and I saw on social media like it was amazing. The practice sessions were even better than qualifying. Well, not the race, but yeah, it it was good fun. It was good entertainment. But also on the other hand, yes, they're like not all of the practice sessions are as entertaining as these were in Australia because we've had a wet track and there's a lot of there was a lot of drama but yeah but the whole like thing about MotoGP it's only rumors it's only rumors because MotoGP and Formula 1 have their circuits like have their deals with the circuits until 2027 so they can't really like think or plan anything to do like to actually join the sports now so it's only an idea that was made public and until 2027 we won't know anything anyways i think that's all i wanted to say today uh i think i got all the hateful comments of mine across which is like not true i i'm not like this on the normal day i'm not as hateful it's just probably because i'm sick or something i don't know but don't take everything like too 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 harshly don't take everything too hard like i i don't actually hate 
the teams or the drivers that I talk about badly about or something. Yeah. Anyways. Um oh I also wanted to say thank you to the 15 people that followed me on Spotify, which is like amazing. Thank you. And if you actually are listening to this podcast and you actually got this far through all of my, I don't know, nonsense that I set on today's episode, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for following me. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you for engaging with my content on TikTok, on Instagram, and so on. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. I don't know when. I really don't know when, but I'll see you next time. Bye!